Welcome to, 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 to the Unity Factor. Hello, it's your host, Julian Fernandez, with co-hosts Jonah Wade and Josh John. And we're here with special guest, um, Justin Wilson. Hi. <laughs> I'm Justin. Uh, I don't know what else to really say about myself. I feel like whenever I'm asked to say things or introduce myself, I kind of blank. But um, yeah, I'm... I just graduated, I guess, um, about to head off into the world. Everything seems like it's going to crumble down and fall apart. But, you know, our generation, I feel like we'll try to tackle that head on. So I think in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the LGBTQ plus community. There's been a lot going on recently um, and a lot of things that aren't so great. But then there's also a lot of support pouring in. So I guess the first thing is... Trump's administrations and his sort of like policies with trans folk, a group that he seems to really despise. Would you guys do you guys know what happened and what occurred? Or well, I know a couple things happened. I know there is a Supreme Court case. There's a Supreme Court ruling, and there's also Trump rolling back um, like healthcare restrictions for transgender um, people. So I don't know which one you guys want to go into first. I think the first one was Trump. So if you want to talk a little bit about Trump's um, rollback, and then we can go into the the Supreme Court decision. I, I read a few articles, and basically it was like um, health care protections, like our the Affordable Care Act um, gave some protections um, in order to keep their health care, and basically it was rolled back for members of the transgender community. And it was less, um, basically they're given less leeway in the, in the health insurance process. I don't know too much besides that, but I mean, as an advocate for universal health care, you know, this is like very, very against everything that I, I hold dear. And I think it's like super, super detrimental to like, to both like mentally and physically, you know, if you're denied health care because of this, because of your, your transgender status, I think is ridiculous or even like protections rolled back, I think is also ridiculous. So, yeah, I think what it, I think, so to give more, a little bit more information, it's the Trump administration on previous Friday finalized a regulation that would erase protections for transgender patients against discrimination by doctors, hospitals, and health insurance companies. And that move and that decision was made on the four year anniversary of the massacre at the gay nightclub in Orlando. That's also in the middle of Pride Month. And perfect timing. I mean, I can't like with with the dawn and with this administration, I can't tell if like this dude is like actually like, he knows what's ever going on or what's happened in the past because I can see him both doing it on purpose and then him also just like not realizing it, which is quite saddening. Honestly, I just question how much this was actually his doing because he's got a his he's got a administration full of neocons, full of full of evangelicals and that's a huge part of his base so i think this honestly was probably a play to to uh signal to that base and say hey like i'm still here you know with everything that's happening he's actually been losing some support among evangelicals which is like a huge part of his voting block so i think this was a move to like you know signal to them and be like hey look i'm not going anywhere i'm still your guy yeah i think that like trump is like very hypocritical when it comes to his support because in the past, like, there's this picture, and I always think about he's holding up a, um, 
a like a LGBTQ flag at one of his rallies or one of his press conferences, or whatever. And it's like LGBTQ plus for Trump, and it's just I think it's so. It, from the start, he never was for people like me, for my community. From like obviously from the start, like he just never has like I don't know. The, I think of like when um, the Philly Gay Men's Choir came to our school the day after um, he was elected, which was like such a weird moment and it was just like such a terrible timing because literally everyone i don't think you guys were there we were in eighth grade so oh yeah. my god yeah we you, you didn't grade. you didn't have to like you didn't see that yeah they were crying like everyone was crying on stage and it was so like all the all the performers yeah because wow. they were and one of them was like one of them was speaking about how like he just got married and he's scared that like his marriage is going to be taken away because like Obviously, that was 2016. He didn't really like. We didn't really know what was going to happen. But Trump has never been for us, and I don't. I don't think he ever will be, because obviously, he has Mike Pence in the vice presidency. Oh, like he's just like so. Like you said, like he wants to appeal to his evangelical supporters, and he wants to kind of maintain that Christian image since it's the backbone of our country, and we're seeing that right now with the different um, alt-right groups popping up in major cities. Um, and I just, I, he, it's purposeful. What he did was purposeful. He did it, obviously, like you said, on the anniversary of Pulse during Pride Month, during such a heated time, especially when you think about intersectionality um, and how you can view like the actions that he took and his administration took, you can also look at how that would affect members of the black community and members of the, like just non-white people in general. You can t- think about like how, well, this kind of leads into like one of the other topics you wanted to talk about today, but it, I think it's going to lead in a shift. Uh, I think it's going to cause an increase of negativity towards the trans community towards the LGBTQ community in general because it, they lit- people literally have, it feels like, the backing of the president behind them to not treat other human beings with, you know, respect and tolerance. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah, should I be wanna, the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, I want to touch on this faith-related um, area around this because as a man of faith, I think what... what a ton of Christians especially have done, they have perverted the Bible to justify their discrimination. So we may not believe in that lifestyle, but we are called to love no matter what. So we have to love them. And discrimination obviously is not loving your neighbor. It's not loving your fellow human. At the end of the day, love love should be the driving factor in any person's life, but especially in a Christian's life. And I think it's kind of uh, kind of ironic that this is what we've come to. And I think it's not only is it detrimental to our nation, but it's detrimental to our faith and our credibility. Um, I want to go back to one thing that Justin said about how they these people, these discriminate people, almost have like the backing of the president. And I think that's why like this election, the biggest impacts, the biggest 
um, difference between the two is not going to come economically. It's going to come socially. You know, you see uh, after Trump's elected an increase in hate crimes, an increase in religious hate crimes, in race-based hate crimes and all of this stuff, right? So I think it, it because you have the backing and because you have um, Trump going along with this, the, these people almost feel validated. You know, they're almost mm-hmm. like, you know, they're almost like they're legitimized by the, a very powerful person, a very powerful administration. So I think that, like, I hate Joe Biden with all of my guts and everything in my body. But I think that socially, America would be so, so much better off um, with him as president. Um, and you look at the people like, for example, you look at the people protesting against the coronavirus, like people outside Baskin Robbins, right? Who are, who are claiming the coronavirus is fake, who are claiming the Democrats are over, you know, over, um, you know, dramatizing, politicizing this. Like, that wouldn't happen if you had a, if you had, honestly, anybody but him, you know? Even even a, a, a normal, quote-unquote, presidential Republican, you wouldn't even have that. So just socially, just the fact that anybody but Trump would not validate that kind of outrageous behavior and bigoted honestly just bigoted behavior is like a huge huge point and that's why like as much as i hate joe biden that's why i'm like trying to convince everyone i can to vote for him because like socially like america is like at its breaking point right now and like if if we have four more years of crazy bigotry being validated like i like i have no idea what what the consequences are going to be yeah, it feels like we're almost going backwards, um, and I'm going to connect this a little bit to my personal story. A couple, I mean, it was a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, Trump also, there was a court case, Supreme Court case, and it was like the Catholic Church versus Philadelphia, um, where the Catholic Church was sort of, they were mad that the city of Philadelphia stopped funding an organization which would not allow gay couples to adopt kids, and I think that the Catholic Church got Trump's backing, and it's sort of, I know myself, I have two dads, and I was adopted as well, and I just don't understand. I mean, I've been given a really great life. I I've, I, can, I have no regrets. I have nothing. I don't wish for anything else but the life I was given, and it's just sort of sad how just because people may think that, like, two dads or two um, women or two whatever can't be good parents together or can't raise a kid that it should make it illegal or they should block a kid because i know for me and i know for other kids that the life we've been given through adoption and through having two dads or two moms or two however someone identifies is like i i just really have no regrets and it makes me sad i mean i know i've heard stories my dad's told me that they had to somewhat hide that they had me um and they were gay um, because they didn't want to lose me because I meant a lot to them. And it's crazy mm-hmm. that even now people now could have that same fear. And that was what, I'm I'm 17? <laughs> and that's 17 years, and it's and now we're going back again? It's crazy, and I, it's just something that really makes me sad. And I, I'd probably, if I talk about this more, I'll probably cry because I think it's so messed up. But that's just yeah. sad how we're going backwards. Yeah. I mean, we've made a lot of strides in equality and all that ever since even since 2015 when uh gay marriage was legalized by the supreme court um and i think as a society we've we've come so far but yet we still have a lot of work to do in this realm and i think that not only is trump hurting this 
but he's also dividing the nation along so many different lines, whether it be religion and race, gender, whatever you name it. And so, I mean, we are going backwards, I feel like. But although we have made strides in this area. I'm really starting to wonder, though, like, who does this man, like, how, I just want to know how many people he can upset and think he's not hurting his chance at re-election. Because, I mean, he's really targeting a lot of groups. Because, yeah, because his base doesn't care. I know, his but base I, will go with him no, no matter what. I don't know, but there's only so many the of his base. Who, you can't just win with yeah. just the base. Exactly, yeah. Well, he did it last election. No, he got a lot of independents. Yeah, but those in, he still he still has a lot of independent votes. No, like, for sure. No, I I know, but I'm just saying like that's why. Like his his independent voters, they voted for him on his economic and whatnot. Like I don't want to stray too far from our original topic, but like. I think he still has a solid chance of winning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by any impact, any outcome. But, I mean, Julian gives up a good point of, like, what can this guy not do? And, you know, and he won't have a chance. And he'll have a chance, you know. Like, is there anything this guy can do to actually, like, lose a significant chunk of support? And honestly, if it's not happening now in front of everything that's happening, you know, we got to – pandemic still ripping through the country we have social unrest and he's out there making a fool out of himself every single day i don't know i mean i do see i do see like some people though are so clueless i'm like i remember i watched one thing <laughs> where I, it was the funniest thing so it was i forget who was the interview um but it was from a comedy show and they went to a trump rally and this he uh, went, yeah, jordan clepper oh, i forget yeah, who it was clepper. and it was and he went up to a woman who was talking about like gay rights and then he was like, do you believe in gay rights? And I was like, no. And then he was like, why? And they're like, they want too much. And then, yeah. and then he was like, they want the equal amount. Is that too much? And she was like, uh, well, yeah. And I was just like, damn, like people are like, like damn, like they really don't care. Just blatant bigotry. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm trying to hide it anymore. I don't like, know. Let's go. Let's yeah, get I mean, back to the topic. Yeah, the topic. Supreme Court. You guys want to talk about the Supreme Court uh, ruling yesterday or the other day? Yeah, so, I mean, I personally agreed with the premise of the ruling. Obviously, someone shouldn't be discriminated on because they're LGBTQ. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Well, obviously, um, I support the ruling as well. Um, And I think it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's like a long time coming. And I think that it's something to be very proud of. And because I'm literally trying to find a job right now. And I remember when I first was trying to make my resume, I wasn't sure if I should put that I was like a leader of my, like our school's sexuality and gender alliance. Like I wasn't sure if I would allow, like I should put that on my resume because I didn't want to like deter any potential employers um, from hiring me. and I still haven't gotten hired, so maybe it actually had to do with that or something. Maybe I'm just not um, I'm not appealing to the places I applied to. But um, that's besides the point. I think it's it it really does show to people who don't necessarily experience discrimination how like it, I don't want to say it's like how stupid it is, but like it it just I think it can 
it shows to people who have never faced that type of discrimination, like how morally incorrect and how it can be so based off of the littlest things when it comes to it, it can be based off of things that people cannot choose. Like you can, no one I know would willingly choose to be a part of a community that's so hated and that's so discriminated against throughout the world. And I mean, I'm not even talking about the United States. We have it pretty good compared to other countries. There are literally places in the world you can still be stoned to death for being gay. Um, And I think it's just just so crazy to me um, that it's taking this long. But, I mean, I'm still very happy that it happened. I have a question. Um, Justin, you might be able to answer this, or Josh, or maybe even Julian. How would this... How is this... um law going to be even enforced like how how like is it do you have to prove that you were discriminated against and like how can you prove that like if you get fired like couldn't your employer just say oh it's because you're doing a bad job or because whatever or like even not even hired you say oh you know we had a problem with your resume or whatever like could is wouldn't it be just so easy to just like say it's another factor besides the fact that they're a member of the lgbt community yeah i think that go ahead justin um well, I think one of the cases that really um, kind of sparked this debate um, kind of shows how, I don't know, like what the basis, like you can kind of pro- like go to the court for this. Um, if you're like, if you're fired, say you're trans and you start your job, you start your work as like the sex that you were assigned at birth. And then during that, during like, the kind of time that you are working at that said workplace, whatever, you start to transition. Many employers would not, not, well, I don't know how to phrase it, but like you, I feel like you could like say that you were fired because you started to transition. Like that could be like a reason why the employer would fire you because like basically you can appeal your, you can appeal is that how it would work? I don't, I don't know per se. I'm not like a law person, but oh. <laughs> um, maybe Mr. O's civics class didn't teach me that well. But um, <laughs> I think that it'll like be, what it'll be like a wrongful termination suit or something like that. Like, yeah, like you know how it is now. You just take it to civil court, and it's a lower burden of proof. So I mean, it, it won't necessarily. It probably won't be able to be prosecuted on a criminal level but you could probably take it to civil court where there's a lower burden of proof you might be able to get like a settlement or whatever or just get um justice for either being unjustly fired or whatever right and the, the case that's that that was actually in the supreme court was um the guy who like took some time off um i don't know if they got um gender reassignment surgery or they just started the transition and then they were like immediately fired when they came back so, I mean, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. I think it's sad, almost like, you know, go back to what Justin said about how it's like this is a good moment, but it's also like a really sad and late moment, I think. I mean, in my opinion, if someone can make $100, I don't care if they identify as whatever, if they identify as like a damn rock. If you can make $100, you can make $100. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're a woman, if you're gay, if you're trans, whatever. I, and I think it's sad that people 
can't look past that. Um, I know in my dad, like I look at my dads and they're some of the smartest and most hardworking people. And I think, and the, and them at times have been discriminated against. Um, but I think everyone, and what my dad sometimes says this, it's like, I prove everyone wrong. You know, I, my work ethic and my history shows that I'm a good worker. I'm a hard worker. And I mean, if you don't, if you don't hire me, it's your loss. And I hope that some people have that mentality, but also, they can have that mentality, but also people have to realize how unjust life can be against them and how, like, I mean, even Justin, how he's trying to get a job and he doesn't know if that saga will put him back or people might not want him, which is so stupid. I think that sort of, like, goes into the third topic about people not wanting to accept others for who they are. And in the past couple of days, in the past couple of weeks, there have been murders of trans women so men who have transitioned to um, women, and they have. There has been two instances, and they've both been people of color. And I sort of want to talk about that. How a, the data shows that if for a woman person of a, a trans woman of color, their life expectancy is thirty five years. That's and I think that when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, thirty five years. I mean, that's absurd. <laughs> that think, sounds like it. Like it's from like the Middle Ages. Yeah, it sounds like when the history books were like they have no medicine whatsoever, so you just die at like fifty. But we live like a cold will kill you, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, like a bear will kill you. But no, we live in a system which the healthcare is I mean, decent. I mean, what your what health care is able to do, not everyone has access to it, especially people mm -hmm. of trans people who are trans. Um, but also, I think a lot of it is also mental health and people choosing maybe to um, end their life because society won't accept them and i think that's so sad and sort of enrages me about how people just can't get past themselves yeah and i think that well even i remember first hearing about kind of like the alarming rates of trans women being killed and that was like 2017 like this is not like new this is just like i feel like it's come at a time when all eyes are on like social issues because mm -hmm. everyone's inside you know everyone's like now their attention's on issues like this, which is great, but, like, it would have been great if our attention was on it, like, years before. But, um, yeah, it's... I think it's... I don't know. It's so disheartening because you can literally be walking down the street and, you know, I've had experiences with this, um, but you, you can literally be walking down the street just not even talking to anyone with your head down and people can still feel so motivated to attack you for living your life, even though you're not affecting them at all. And I think a lot of the the women who are murdered for being trans, they're they're being murdered because a lot not all, but a lot a lot of them are being murdered by men who thought they were biological women, who thought they were cis women. So then they're, they thought they were having going to have sex or sexual relations, whatever, with a cis woman. But then they find out that it's a trans woman. They can't comprehend that. And it also gets into this legal tactic used by lawyers called the gay panic defense, which is still legal in many different states that you can kill, like that basically allows the murderers of LGBTQ plus people to get away with the murder that they committed because of the sole idea that, oh, this person's identity scared me, so I 
like freaked out and I killed someone because of it. Like that's just that's still a thing, you know. Um, and I think part of the reason why, and if you look at the like the different murders, like the different like on a like a case level, you'll you'll see that um, a lot of the people who are killing mostly black women, trans women of color are also black men, black heterosexual men. And I think it, for at least my community, like black community, like LGBTQ community, it's like, I don't know, it's like a very polarizing thing to talk about because you don't want to necessarily put black men or just black people in general in like a bad light and make them seem like we are all like transphobic or homophobic or whatever. But at the same time, like it reveals the stigma surrounding toxic masculinity and what it means to be like what gender is defined by. And I think that if we didn't, if our society didn't have these such strict notions of gender and such strict notions of who who's allowed to, you know, like freely be themselves, uh, we wouldn't have issues like this, which is why I like stress to people as much as I can that no one should feel like they have to stick between like they have to stick themselves into a box when it comes to how they express themselves whether it be just like on appearance or like gender or whatever because it creates like a mentality that you have to keep up with whatever notion of gender or masculinity or femininity whatever like you have to keep that up so you do whatever you can to keep that up. And I remember far, like, um, way back into when I was trying to figure out who I am, I remember trying to do whatever I could. I remember in seventh grade, we went on a seventh grade camping trip, and one of the people in my camping, or my cabin or whatever, like, outed me to people in, fr- like, in front of my entire cabin. And I remember just, like, starting to beat him up. Like, I was just, like, like playfully, but, like, also, like, I was so scared, you know? of being seen in a different light. But yeah, like people just really, they're trying to keep up whatever facade or whatever notions that they like, that they hold on to, you know, or that they deem important. So it causes so many different issues when it comes to like physical violence or emotion, emotional violence. It's like, I don't know, you can just like dive into like a deep hole of like, what issue is causing this issue and what issue is causing, you know, it's like, I don't know, I feel like it goes further back than, you know, people are transphobic, but why are yeah. they transphobic? Why are yeah, they like I think, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, people like that, like, who just kill people like that, like, they're just terrible people, um, or they were terrible people, or they are terrible people. Um, I mean, it's really sad to see that they, just because they don't see someone like the same as the other person um, is like if they don't see a trans woman as a woman all right move on with your life I resort to violence in that way I mean it's kind of mm-hmm. important yeah I think people are just scared to be judged or just be like scared like oh he was a trans woman for a second like I think people are just scared to be judged and that's sad I mean yeah. I, I mean it's just hard for like me to see like can you just like let someone be themselves and be happy? I mean, like I, I when I talk to people, when I in, in, introduce to people, um, I just want them to be happy. You know, I want to see them have a smile on their face, and I want them to be themselves. And I agree with 
everyone being anything, I really don't care. But even if I didn't agree with something, I don't care at the end of the day. Like if they're happy, if they're doing what they want to do, like that's fine by me. Like who am I to judge or who am I to put someone down for being themselves? And I think that's sort of that toxic masculinity, but also the societal pressure of everyone has to fit in a box. Um, everyone has to be a certain thing. Um, and I think we just got to let people be who they are and be happy. And if a kid thinks he's not a certain gender, um, which he's assigned at birth, or if he has certain feelings to a certain gender or a certain being, um, I think let that be. Just let them be happy. I mean, within the law, I'm not saying, because I know people will be like, oh, pedoph- pedophiles, whatever. Like, I don't yeah. want that example brought up. But um, just, like, let people be who they are. Let people love who they love that aren't, that aren't pedophiles or something. But let people love who they love and let people be who they are. I'm just hoping that one day we can get to that point. And I know right now it looks like we're going backwards and it's sad, but um. I feel like, yeah, on a, like a standpoint of like the law and like the administration and like the government, it feels like we're going backwards. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I, as a person in the LGBT community, I feel like I've seen a lot of support from people my age, like our age, like posting things. Like I think that, posting things on social media has gotten a bad rap. Yeah, it doesn't really necessarily do anything in the long run, but also, like, whenever I see someone, like, posting just whatever, like, something that's happening, you know, or, like, showing their support for someone, like, I, or showing for support, like, um, for people like me, I feel, like, actually loved in a way. Like, I feel, like, actually validated and it's, like, a very nice feeling so, like, I feel like, yeah, the government's kind of going a certain way, but our generation, and I try not to, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, our generation's the best, blah, 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 blah. But, like, really, I feel like social media has really influenced our generation in the way that we're going to tackle just social issues because we have so much information at our hands right now. Like, you can go on TikTok, which is, like, such a weird place because it's owned by China, and it's censored by China, but you can find little pockets in there that are so, like, I don't know, it, it literally providing, it's become a news source for people because it's literally providing unedited footage of, like, people going to protests, showing the different brutality that and the different aggressiveness, like, that police are using on nonviolent protests. It's, like, showing at, at a different rate what... Um, and like sort of unfiltered media, you know? Um, and I think that, I don't know. It's like, it, I have hope for the future in some ways, not for like necessarily government, but with that, even without the government, like we still have, you know, people to back us up. Society. Like I can, yeah, we, we have certain pockets and certain aspects of society that will back people up um no matter what what they look like who they are and i think it's like very i don't know i don't need i don't need the government to support me i just need people around me to support me because the government's not going to try to kill me people will try to kill me you know mm-hmm. like people are the ones who will directly affect how i view myself how i view the world around me yeah if the government isn't necessarily for me okay fuck the government i don't really care <laughs> Like, I just want to know that people around me love me, support me, and validate me. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just said one more question, Justin. I know you 
throughout high school and throughout like performances you wear a lot of what people a lot of people don't like like what you wear a lot of people think <laughs> you're over the top and i and I, i'm i'm i think you have drip bro i think it's fire and Thank i've heard I've, I've heard i've heard people say like some like people i know are like like what is justin wearing like blah blah, blah. And I'm just like, nah, you got like what he's wearing right now. Like no one else has the balls to wear that. And I have to respect mm-hmm. you the other most. But how do you handle, because you said this the other day, like people will say like you're dressing over the top or you're extravagant or whatever. How do you sort of like deal with that? And how do you like, like you're being yourself and I have so much respect mm-hmm. for that. So how do you deal with that? I think. I, I, I don't know. I think I just kind of at a certain point I realized, oh, I'm not necessarily outwardly going up to people and bothering them i'm keeping to myself and if i'm keeping to myself and i know that i'm not directly affecting people like i'm not going up to people and saying things to them i'm literally just going to school wearing certain clothes that are in the dress code that are within what's allowed at school and i'm following the rules but if i i I realize to a certain point I'm not bothering anyone by saying things to them. I keep to myself. I literally would walk through the senior lounge when I'm a senior. I would walk with my head down. I wouldn't just talk to anyone, you know? Like, I keep to, I would keep to myself. Um, and people still said things about me. And I, I think once I realized that I'm doing my best to just live my life without conflict and people who are noticing things I do that aren't necessarily affecting the way that they live their life, aren't necessarily affecting their right to live. I think that I just realized, okay, then their their opinion about me is invalid because I'm not doing anything to hurt them. What? what? I, I come to school in a dress that really affects you? Uh-huh, okay. Like, I don't understand. It's just... It's not like I'm going up to people and I'm being like, oh, I want you to dress in a certain way. No. I mean, I wish that people had better fashion sense, but yeah. it's not like I'm saying that people have to wear <laughs> certain things. I'm just wearing whatever the fuck you. I want to wear, you know? Yeah. What? Hey, man, my rotation of four hoodies suits me just fine. <laughs> you know, like, and that that fulfills you. I <laughs> I live my life however I want to live it, you know? And I've, I've been a very theatrical person for my entire life or for most of my life. And I've always been interested in like kind of art and like performance art. And if I want to live my life as if it's one big performance, so be it. But if you like other people just want to live their life and just do whatever they want to do. Okay. I'm fine with that. As long as you can respect me as a person, as a human and I'm one of the things that like when I performed at Friends Multicultural Day, if you well, I'm assuming some viewers or some listeners don't know that or like what that is like uh, Friends Multicultural Day is like a I don't even I don't even feel like explaining it. But basically I performed a very provocative, not like sexually or whatever, but like a very uh, loud, I would say, performance um, in a dress. And I remember hearing literally going to my like a musical rehearsal afterwards and like um a couple of the freshmen i was like i'm friends with were like 
yeah, like I remember he- I, I, I was hearing people in like the back of me saying things about you, blah, blah, blah. Like, why is he up there in the dress? Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, my God. I literally laughed in their faces. Like, I don't care at this point because it's showing more about that person's insecurities, that person's just like personality, whatever their mentality. It's showing more about them than me. I'm literally just existing. I'm existing for my, you know, existence. And it's just, it. to quote um, one of the people, I will not mention his name because I do not want to give him attention he craves, but I should tone my outfits down because school is not a fashion show. Well, school is a fashion show when I literally brought a fashion show to school and raised money for an organization. Like, what is wrong with that? Like, I, I just... I could never, like, what? Like, I, I just, it just baffles me. No, it was, it was a person. It was, well, I'll just say it now to let you know. But it was Lance. He literally said that to Eli. And Eli was like, what? <laughs> and, like, oh, it's like, that, how? I literally don't even talk to Lance or that person. I don't talk to him in class. I literally sit on the other side of the room. He says things. I just, like. I don't let it slip, but I also don't let it get to me, you know, because anyways, I don't want to talk about that, that boy. He literally <laughs> laughed in my face. In yeah. Physics class. He's jealous. Of the, he's jealous of the drip. You know, <laughs> I think he's just very insecure, but that's all I'll say. Yeah. The fact that people have to, you're just existing and then people comment on that says more about them and says more about their insecurities than it does your actions. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately and i got i got one final question i said the last one's the final one but you said your life's sort of a show or a theatrical production mm-hmm. what's the title of that show oh my god uh i don't know it could be so many different things but i don't know i don't want to be corny but <laughs> i remember quakerism and miss goodner's class like one of the main things that really stuck to me was continuing revelation because I think that that's one of the things I've kind of thought about my entire life. So maybe revelation or continuing, I don't know, because I could be a totally different person in five years. I could, well, I could be totally, I don't want to say I could be like a white supremacist, but like, you never know. (laughs) I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying I want that to happen, but you know, life and the different societal pressures and the just different things that come about in life cause so much change to someone's personality. But I would say that if my life was a, a performance, like if it was a titled performance, it would be probably like something along the lines of continuing revelations because my life is constantly changing. Everyone's life is constantly changing. I think that people need to recognize that and recognize that the person you are today could very, very, very likely be a very different person you are tomorrow. Like, it literally happens. Like, change can happen overnight. Very well said. Never too much to love. Love first. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Justin. I mean, it's great having you you. on. And It's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been trying to figure (laughs) this out. I'm sorry, I don't have a computer right now. 
No, no, it's all good. Yeah, you're cooling. It works. I mean, it's perfectly fine. So, um, but thank, thank you. you. I mean, you 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 were so open, and that's I have nothing again but respect for that. I think some people are scared to be who they are, and you are, you are just an amazing person, like the thank drippiest, you. the coolest, the funniest, <laughs> the nicest person. So thank you. thank you. And you're always welcome on. I mean, if you ever want to talk about something, yeah. if you have any ideas. Oh, yeah, definitely let me know because I I don't really have an outlet for like this type of stuff. I feel like I should probably find an outlet for my thoughts and ideas. But, you know, this was nice. <laughs> you're always welcome on the pod. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, with every guest, if you want to say some final words and then one did there. So you have an open mic, I guess. I... You know, I'll just, I guess I'll say what I think sums up what the entirety of what I said um, this entire time is, all right, that's it. Uh, sorry, I stutter a lot. Uh, that's live your life as if you're, well, I don't want to say that. Live the life that you want to live, you know, like don't allow people's bigotry to affect you, you know, be yourself, whatever authentic self that may be and if it's hurting other people you might want to rethink that because no we don't want that um but <laughs> this was way more polished in my head but i think i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna roll with it uh be yourself think about different perspectives and just continue growing because that's what humans do eventually we stop growing and we curl up and die but you know we're not at that stage yet <laughs> some of us at least um so just continue growing as if you'll never stop um i think that's it <laughs> well thank you again i mean it's been a pleasure thank you yeah thanks justin thank you justin all right we gotta run peace all right, see you. bye, bye.